Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Blake Street Irregulars, your local Colorado Rockies podcast on Mile High Sports. My name is Sean Drotar, and this is always presented by Tap 14. Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just about a good solid line drive away from the Coors Field home field entrance, home plate entrance, pardon me, right on 20th and Blake. So you just head down a little bit, check them out. That's uh, a perfect place to go for Rockies season. You'll find me there all the time, whether there's a game there or not, because these Colorado summer days are beautiful. The summer nights might even be better. So head up there for 70 Colorado craft beers, 100 distilled Colorado spirits, and a menu that is locally sourced and rotates seasonally. They do a terrific job up there. The food's great. The, the drinks are terrific. And hey, I know it gets hot. We have these 100-degree days, but they have the misters up there. There's plenty of places to sit and stay nice and cool, even though the days are hot. So before the game, after the game, or anytime, make sure you check them out. Tap14.com. Spell it out. Tap14.com. As we record this today, the Colorado Rockies find themselves in good position after playing very well in Arizona, taking two of three. And so bringing in uh, someone to talk about it today, my guest and also my radio partner in the morning on Mile High Sports, 7 to 9 a.m., Nate Lundy. How are you, Nate? I'm fantastic. How are you? Well, I'm in a better mood now that the Rockies played well. That was a big series for them out in Arizona. There was a concern about how they were going to play on the road. It's the team they were directly pursuing. It would have been great to get the sweep. They didn't get that, but they still played very well, getting two out of the three the three games and putting themselves in very good position, which is important because now they have the champs. Well, you got the champs, and then I know that we're going to preview the Astros, but I think you have to look a little bit ahead and realize that Oakland's coming in, and Oakland is playing really, really well with a whole bunch of guys that nobody's ever heard of. Um, so that's going to make this upcoming weekend interesting. But I think anytime that the defending champions are at your field, um, it's a statement. I don't care whether you're in the lead in the division, you're at the bottom of the division, you're, uh, you're you're trying to get your pitching right, you're trying to get the bats right. What it doesn't matter what it is. If the defending champs are coming to your park, um, a you know there's going to be an extra amount of interest from the crowd, um, and I would I would think they're going to see a good crowd. Um, but I think you're also looking at uh, an opportunity, kind of maybe maybe not so much to prove something to the critics or prove something to the fans, or I think you just kind of want to prove something to yourself. Um, I think this is actually very interesting timing for the Rockies because obviously they were hot going into the All-Star break. Um, they were one of the hottest teams in Major League Baseball going into the All-Star break, frankly, uh, in terms of how they were performing and how they'd kind of stepped their game up. Um, and so here you are coming out of the break. You played the three against Arizona, as you talked about. You took two out of three. Now you're back home for the first time since before the break, and you're playing just a two-game set. It's a short one against the defending champions. I think this is a chance for this clubhouse to be able to prove to themselves that what was going on before the break wasn't a fluke. Um, do you want to sweep the Astros? Absolutely you do. But... If you can make sure you take one out of two, if you can maybe pull off the sweep, that would be even better. But this is a chance to prove that what was going on for those, you know, two weeks ish before the break weren't a fluke. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. This is a team that's won 15 out of its last 19 games. So they're in an outstanding position. They're two games out of the wild card, two and a half out of first. And yeah, they're going to uh, face an outstanding team and they're going to have a. <laughs> They're a murderous row of pitching, which is what you get no matter who you're facing when you get the Astros, and, and that's going to be a challenge for the Rockies. But, yeah, 15 out of 19, it puts them uh, in a in terrific spot. They're playing well at home again. They've evened that home record out at, at 500. And now I think you, you brought up a good point, too. For the Rockies, you absolutely do not want to look ahead of Houston because you'll find yourself getting swept in a hurry. 
But I think when you look at these these five games in a row, yeah, that's a big deal. Because when you're done with the weekend, now you're only two days away from the trade deadline. So how the Rockies do on this five-game homestand against the Astros and the A's is really not only going to define their season in a lot of ways, it's going to define what their objectives are for the rest of the season. If this team wants to be a buyer at the trade deadline, you can't afford to say drop four out of five here because that gap could be enormous all of a sudden. Well, that and I think you, you don't want to drop the four out of five, obviously. You don't even want to you know, only take two out of three or two out of five. Um, I think the other thing that's kind of weird in, in, you know, we talked about this on the radio show. I mean, they've had, by the time we get to Friday, they will have had six days off. They had the four days off last week for the all-star break, but that's, you know, that's normal. Everybody had the four days off with the exception of the Cubs and, and, and Cardinals um, who played on Thursday. Then you had Monday off. And, and then you're going to have Thursday off as a break in between this two-game set with the Astros and the three games this weekend against Oakland. It's a really weird schedule, um, especially for a team that was in such a good rhythm. So, like I said, I want to see how they perform, not only you know continuing what happened out of the break, continuing the way they've been hitting um, and, and getting good pitching. I also want to see them get over what I think is kind of a speed bump in their calendar, the fact that you have two off days this week. You are approaching the trade deadline, but it's kind of weird having these off days and I know DJ LeMayhew's on the 10 day um, but beyond that it's not like the NFL where having a couple of days off is good because your body sort of heals I don't want this team to have days off right now because of how good they were playing before the break yeah and then they won't in August in August they literally have two days off in August right. the whole month so that schedule really tightens up for them not going to get a lot of breaks coming forward so in this case you have the the Astros coming into town then you have the A's coming into town these matchups you have Garrett Cole tonight Charlie Morton uh, in the next game on Wednesday the two pitchers for the Astros they'll be facing are combined 21 and 4 yes but no Verlander no Mr. Kate Upton yeah, but hard to get much worse. Oh, for the, for right. the Rockies, this is, this is the key now. trying to find now. little wins here. Well, and one of the things that we've seen with the Rockies that's been good is it's, this is a team that's going to strike out a lot. It's just the nature of this team. But their strikeouts as a unit have gone down, and especially Trevor Story, who's really cut, uh, tightened that up, as well as Ian Desmond, who's not playing great but has been playing better. For the Rockies, to me, that seems to be the key. You're facing guys that are hard throwers, and they throw strikes. If you get the bat on the ball, you've got a puncher's chance because you're playing oh, yeah. at home where the ball flies out of the park. Yeah, I think you've got a puncher's chance there. I think um, what we're seeing out of Trevor's story, I like the fact that he seems to be seeing the ball better. Um, I think he's not necessarily trying to mash everything every time, although he's certainly capable of doing that. Um, I like what I'm seeing there. Nolan Arenado is Nolan Arenado. I mean, right now in Las Vegas, he's the odds-on favorite to win the National League MVP. Um, I mean, he has the best odds if you were to decide to go down to Vegas and place a bet on it right now. Um, and I don't think that's a big surprise, especially with the way that he plays in the field. And obviously, he continues to mash the ball. Um, but the fact that Trevor Story is doing better, the fact that Ian Desmond has strung together some games that have been pretty good, all of those things, I think, are, are boding well for them. I think what has really... I don't want to say it's it, it's been their their problem because in a lot of cases they've been able to overcome it. Um, but I think one of their challenges has continued to be um, these early game runs, giving up runs in the top of the first or the top of the second and digging a hole that the offense has to get out of. Because what's been interesting is you look at, you know, a guy like Kyle Freeland, you look even at Tyler Anderson. There's been pitchers, Sean, that have been doing that for the Rockies where you're giving up the runs in the first or the second inning um, and then they're settling down. So it's sort of a, you know, yeah, maybe maybe the offense can can bail you out, but against Houston, that is a lot harder to do, in my opinion. It's not one where you can spot them a couple of runs in the first inning or the first and second inning, and then 
think that you're going to somehow climb out of that hole. This is a very good pitching staff. Um, obviously, they're a very good team. That's why they're the defending champions. This in particular strikes me, even though it's only a two-game series, this strikes me as a series where they absolutely cannot do that in these two games because Houston, you they might score two in the first, and that might be all they need. That yeah, might be it. Yeah, that's the trick, and it's hard to come back on that pitching staff too. And on top of that, you're in Coors Field. You're going to make the occasional mistake as a pitcher, and one of those hitters is going to catch it. That's oh, just yeah. the nature of the game. So for the Rockies, we know what it would mean if they were to say sweep Houston. That would be a major statement. It would be a terrific series at home, and it would keep them absolutely uh, in the playoff mix. Not that you can totally fall off in two games, but it would make a big difference. But let, let's take a look hypothetically at what's at risk. If the Rockies were to drop them both, which is a very realistic possibility, you're Definitely. talking about an outstanding ball club in Houston that, by the way, their road record is ridiculous, 34-15 and 15 on the road. So it's about as bad a matchup as you can really get, except I guess, you, like you pointed out, they're not getting Verlander, I suppose. The other guys are both still double-digit winners. Right. But let's say the Rockies drop both of these games. Do you sweat it too much, or do you just say, look, that's the champion, those guys are a buzzsaw, that's the way it goes, but it does mean now we have to probably sweep Oakland. Yeah, I, I, I do actually look at it as a problem if they get swept. One of two I could live with because it's the defending champions. Um, so, I mean, to me it would be, let's let's make the football analogy here. Um, if, if the Broncos played the Patriots twice in a season... If you could win one out of two, I'd feel pretty good about that, right? Yeah. So I think the same thing is true as I look at Houston and I say, I think you need to take one out of two. I think if you get swept, I think I start to get concerned about, okay, are we starting to dip back into some of what we saw in June? Um, you would need to sweep Oakland and perhaps by you know Monday of next week as we record this if you if you got swept by Houston but then swept Oakland who as I mentioned is a very good team despite the fact that nobody knows who the heck is on the roster um, then you could go okay well they took three out of five at home okay they, they made up for Houston now you move on into the schedule in in July and on into August um, but I I would be concerned until I saw reason to not be concerned. I think some of the uh, goodwill and the good feelings that I had going into the break would start to dissipate if you were to get swept by Houston. Yeah, and I think that's the concern. I think we're on the same page. They need to win three of these five games, which three doesn't necessarily matter. But even if you were to get swept by Houston, you want to be close. You don't want it to be oh, these yeah. you know. uh, 10 to 2 type of variety games. You want to make sure you're in these games so you get the confidence that, that you're going to need for a very tough NL West chase. And who knows what the be doing at the trade deadline so uh, that will be fascinating when we record again later this week we'll have an opportunity to comment on john gray who was outstanding in his return to the majors for the rockies uh, he will take on charlie morton of the astros on wednesday so we'll take a look at that start especially no matter how it turns out as john gray tries to sort of salvage his season and maybe to a certain extent uh, it sounds a little bit of overkill but look when you're 25 years old and you're getting sent down to triple a maybe even to a certain extent he's having to reestablish his career so we'll take a look at that when we record it uh, later this week. Remember, you can catch Nate and I on Mile High Sports Radio. You can catch that in the local uh, market here in Denver at 1340 AM, 1047 FM. Or you can always catch it online and streaming 
on milehighsports.com or on the Mile High Sports app. Follow him at Nate Lundy on Twitter. I am S. Drotar. That's S-D-R-O-T-A-R. And thanks again to our sponsors at Tap 14. Uh, we'll be catching them. This is a five-game homestand. Perfect time to go check them out. So uh, check them out online, tap14.com. Spell it out, tap14.com. And uh, say hi to me when, you, uh, when you're when you there because there's a pretty good chance you'll run into me. I'm the, uh, I'm, I'm the, the guy with the really shiny, bald noggin. And, uh, well, I sound like this. So thank you very much. For, uh, for tuning in. We'll be back later this week. We'll take a look at how the Rockies did against the champs in a big series, a statement series, as Nate put it. Nate, thank you very much for your time. I have, I have a confession, though. Oh, okay. The Rockies are in trouble because I'm going to the game tonight. Oh, great. And they seem to lose more than And I'm a little concerned. I need to break that. Okay. Well, I need to break that. So as we go, as I go tonight to the first game against the Astros, I need the Rockies to win because it's really starting to mess with my psyche. Yeah, because then I'm we can't to send be, you to anything in September. Right, I'm starting to be scared to go like I'm some sort of bad luck charm. All right. Well, so uh, here, fingers crossed. Okay. If it goes well for the Rockies, good for them. If it goes poorly, uh, if things start Nate. to go poorly, I'm just going to walk down the street to Tap 14 there and just you stay go. there. There you and go. Watch it on television. That's a good idea. That's probably a smarter idea. Anyway, it's actually it, a really good idea. And I, I like the, I like the food. Yeah, the beer's a lot cheaper. I mean, too. I like the food at the stadium. Coors Field's but, great, but you know, yeah, I like the, I like the burgers at, at Tap 14. They're yummy. So this will be a big one. I just needed to lay it out there. So if they lose, you guys know who to blame. All right, there you go. (laughs) Very nice of Nate to have fallen his sword there in advance. Hopefully the the Rockies won't need it. An opportunity to really make a statement against the Houston Astros. This two-game set. We'll be back after that to talk about it with you as the A's roll into town. Another uh, AL West team that's really playing very, very well this year. Very important five games and a very important homestand for the Rockies to define the rest of their season. So keep it right here. We'll keep you on top of all of it. For Nate Lundy, I'm Sean Drotar. Thank you very much for listening. This is the Blake Street Regulars podcast only on Mile High Sports.